You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. Romans, the book of Romans. And we want to consider one verse in chapter 6. The book of Romans. And we want to consider one verse in chapter 6, that verse being 4, verse 4. Romans 6 and 4. Ready? The author of Romans is uh, Paul, an apostle of God. But notice he said to the church at Rome, Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death. And of course he's talking in reference to water baptism. But we were also baptized in the Holy Spirit. True? Yeah, he baptized, we were baptized in water as well as in the Holy Spirit. But notice, therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, we also should walk. And the word walk figuratively means live in newness of life again the verse states therefore we were buried with him or Christ through baptism into death that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the father even so we also should walk or live in newness of life and based upon the text, my subject this morning, a new way of living. A new way of living. And we're going to give our Lord a hand before we go further. The word Christian, which we are, means to be Christ-like. We cannot be Christ, but we can strive to think, talk, and do as Jesus did on earth. Jesus was deemed the word made flesh. According to John 1 and 14. It says, and the word became flesh. A reference to Jesus. So in order to be like Jesus, 
we have to live according to the written and revealed word of God. We can never be flawless like Jesus, but it's our duty to strive again to think, talk, and be like him. Biblically, in order to be like Jesus, Paul broke it down to the church at Corinth. And I want to show you exactly what, what, what he said in uh, 1 Corinthians 11 and 1. Go there with me. This is the way that the church is to be like Christ. Well, go with me to Matthew. Let's go to Matthew first. And see what Jesus said, and then we'll see what Paul said. Go with me to Matthew. Matthew 28. Are you there? Notice Matthew 28. And this is what Jesus said. Starting in at verse 18. Ready? And Jesus came and spoke to them saying. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and notice make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit verse 20 teaching them to observe all things that i have commanded you and so in order to first be like disciples are to be Christ like we have to become disciples we have to become disciples and to become a, a disciple is to become a person that is willing to be taught I said you have to be willing to be taught well I never was good at Listening to folks in school, Pastor, you have to be willing to be taught. It, it doesn't matter what you were not willing to do in your past. What matters is, is what you understand you have to do now. Because a number of us can name things that, that we didn't do in our Pass, but it needs to be different now. I said it needs to be different 
now. It has to be. It, it has to be different now. We have to be willing to be taught. Now, in, in order to be taught, we have to understand that God will ask you to do some things that you're not used to doing. I said he will ask you to do some things that you're not used to doing. And so if you're going to be Christ like or to become a disciple and he's going to ask you to do some things that you're not used to doing. You have to make the choice not to be two things. Not to be two things. The first thing you have to make the choice not to be is selfish. You can't be Christian and selfish. Y'all stay with me now. Let's go to Matthew 16. Matthew 16. If you don't have a Bible, share with, make sure you share with someone if they don't have a Bible. Because I want you to see the scriptures that I'm going to. And this is what Jesus said. Matthew 16. Uh, 24. Ready? If anyone desires to come after me, let him. Deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. If anyone desires, what does that say to us? It's our choice. If you desire to come after me, if you desire to follow me, this is what I need you to do. Deny yourself. If I'm going to be Christ, like, I got to deny myself. That's hard for, for some of us. Can I be honest? It used to be hard for me. It's not hard anymore. But when I first became a Christian, I had to battle with submitting to Christ. I was Christian, but it was a battle to submit to him wholeheartedly. I had too much barrier in me. You know what I'm talking about? I had too much of wanting to do what I want to do in me. But the more I prayed, the more I, I I strive to, to think like the word, to talk like the word, and do like the word. Lesser barriers start decreasing. I start dying. And see, that's what you have to do. But, but it's got to be your choice. Because you don't want to be in Christ for, for years and still be selfish. You get mad because it don't go your way. 
Because folks won't look at things the way you look at that, that's You can't be Christian like that. Well, how come pastors get to do such and such? I don't. See, you're you, you, you on the wrong level. Well, how come so, so-and-so got this and I didn't get you? you? You can't be selfish in Christ. You can't be a selfish person. Now look at what Jesus said. And, and Jesus said this to his disciples in, in the early stages. They hadn't even been connected to him uh, long when he told them this. They had been with him about a year and a half or two. When he told them this. So one of the first things that we need to start doing when we, we become Christian. Is denying self. And that's basically what the verse says. If you're going to come after me, deny yourself. They had been with him and then he just dropped it on. Because he's seen selfishness. Y'all holding on? I know folks that have been saved for years but still selfish. Still get mad when they don't have it their way. Y'all okay? Let's go to, to Corinthians now. Let's go to the book of Corinthians now. And let's consider uh, the 13th chapter. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 13. The second thing you can't be if you're going to be Christian, you can't be childish. First thing you couldn't be. Second thing, you can't be childish. Woo, Lord have mercy. Notice what, he, what Paul states here in 1 Corinthians 13 and 11. When I was a child, I talked like one. I understood like one. And, and, and when he understood like one, it just simply says that... Uh, Whatever he felt like it meant, that's what it meant. Whatever his opinion was, it was his opinion. You can't be like that in Christ. Because there's some folks that, well, that's your understanding of it, but I got a different understanding. Now, you can't be like that in Christ. You, you, can't, you can't be like that in Christ. You can't be like that in Christ. When you're like that in Christ, you are childish. See, we got to be on one accord in Christ. We got to be united in Christ. So it can't be your opinion. Well, pastor interpret it this way, but I'm going to interpret it 
You can't do it like that. Now, I was going to another scripture, but I'm, I'm going to quote it right now. I'm not going there. Paul told this same church, the Corinthian church, imitate me as I imitate Christ. But in order for you to follow your pastor, he follows Christ, you can't be selfish and childish. And since we're talking about childish right now, you can't be to the point to where you got your own opinion about something. That's scripture. I can't even have my own opinion about it. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. You can't, you can't have your, your own opinion. It, it's got to be a Christ thing. You're being Christ-like. And it's not to say that you're not intelligent to the point to where you can have an opinion. But Christ got it set up to where your, your opinion does not matter. My opinion does not matter. I love how Paul fixed it. He said, look, imitate me, but just do it as I imitate Christ. So the pastor can't tell you to do something he ain't doing. And whatever the pastor tells you he's doing, it's got to be in line with the word. See, I ain't going to follow nobody, uh, pastor not, that, that's not showing me that it's so in the word. But if pastor is leading according to the word, I'm not going to buck the system. I'm not going to be selfish. And I'm not going to be childish. This is a good text. If I have to get happy by myself, this is a good text. Say to your neighbor, say to your neighbor you can't be selfish. And you can't be childish. I know pastor talking that tithe thing, but I don't believe in that tithe thing like that. I know pastor used Luke 18 and 1 to say we got to pray all the time, but pastor don't understand that, that that prayer thing only worked for me on Sunday morning. He make him do it every day. I hear him talking about he pray going up I-20, but that just ain't me. I be getting my groove on going up 20. I have to hear my top 10 when I go up 20. We have to be to the point to where we, we got to deny ourselves. It'd it be some messages, Lord, say, hey, walk, I need you to teach this right here this morning. I'd be like, oh, Lord, Jesus. I'd be like, you know they're going to get mad this morning, don't you? And they're going to think I'm, I'm just talking about them and it ain't got nothing to do with me. But understand something. Every word that comes forth, the first one that have to have to put it into action is the preacher. Folk act like when the preacher preaches that the preacher ain't got to do it. Pastor up there talking about now. Pastor up there tearing up himself first and then you. At least you get the broke down version. When the Lord give it to me, he just laid on me. Hey, this is what you need to do. Boom. 
Because keep in mind again, you, you have to imitate me as I imitate Christ. So never think it's on you and not me. It's on all of us. Why? Because it's one body. That's what we'll call the body of Christ. It ain't no two bodies. That, that's the reason your, your opinion and so forth ain't, ain't valued when it comes to the word. It may be valued on your job when they give you this little survey. They want to know your opinion. But, but it's not valued when it comes to doing the will of God. Deny yourself. Don't be childish. And, and, and see, Paul was, Paul was so in touch with God to where... He knew that there were going to be some folks that no matter how much he taught unity, how much he taught not to be childish, not to be selfish, that they still were going to do it. So I'm going to show you what he did, what, what he said to the Philippian church. Go, there, go with me to Philippians uh, chapter 3. Y'all stay with me. Philippians chapter 3. Verse 12 is where I start. Philippians 3, verse 12. Paul said, not that I have already attained or am already perfect or perfected, but I press on or he strive that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. How many know some folk just love to live in the past? See, that's childish. Now that happened 30 years ago and you still mad about it. That's childish and that's selfish. Paul said, this, the one thing I do, I just forget stuff so I can go on. You know, back in 62, you said such and such. 62? But anyway, let's, let's go on. Again, Philippians 3, and, I'm, and let's consider verse 13 again. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in who? He was always about imitating Christ, doing the will of God. Verse 15, therefore, let us, as many as are who, have this what? See, he knew, hey, everybody ain't going ain't to be trying to do what I'm doing. So I, I'm, I just got to let the folks who are mature, who are made up in their mind, they're not going to be selfish and childish. Know that it's time for us just to move on. Now, I'm the type, Pastor, I don't want nobody left behind. When God started pouring out benefits and blessing, I, I ain't no greedy person. I want God to bless everybody. And if you follow, you follow the ministry for the years that it has been in existence, you know Preacher Walker, he wants to see folk blessed. He talk about folk being productive in every aspect of their life. That's what I want for all of God's folk. I don't care who you are. 
Now, every preacher does not have that testimony. Is some preachers you know selfish. They only want what they can get. There are preachers that are in cliques in their own church. I ain't in no cliques. I know it's cliques in this church, in every church, but I ain't gonna never be in no clique. You understand what I'm saying? Y'all don't like this type of teaching. This, this Easter teaching. He's saying about eggs. It's about resurrection. It's about understanding a new life in Christ. And so Paul said, I'm talking to mature folk. And see, once you understand that everybody is not going to live this way, you, it won't upset you when you see folk that ain't trying to do the right thing. I had to learn that because I used to try to make folk do right. You can't make grown folk do right. Your thing is to put before folk what God tell you to put before them and let them make the choice. Notice what he says again. Now this is very powerful. Verse 15. Therefore let us as many as are mature what have this mind or have this understanding and if in anything you think otherwise God will what reveal this to you bottom line stay in the will of God so even when you think something else hold on to your opinion let God reveal to you exactly what to do He goes on to say this. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by what? The same rule. Let us be of the same mind. Verse 17. Brethren, join in following my example and note those who so walk as you have us for a pattern. You can't follow everybody in your own church. Brother so-and-so, check. Sister so-and-so, check. Brother so-and-so, X. He lied too much. Sister so-and-so, X. She gossiped too much. You have to be to the point to where if you truly want to be Christ-like, That you see your examples. And, and don't get upset when you don't, when you don't, when you see that somebody's not an example. That's church. That's Bible. That's the reason he said it right. He was saying this to the church. He said, you, he said look, you mark those who are a pattern because you have us for an example. He was letting them know everybody's not going to be a pattern in your church. This is good teaching. I, uh, yeah. Good teaching. And so, when it comes to the primary text, Paul wanted 
the Romans to get a clear understanding of the type lifestyle they should be living as Christians. And I love the example that, that he used in the text. He, he used the example of, of uh, Christ's death. And how that his death was symbolic. A figurative in reference to how we were baptized. Christ literally experience death but to become a Christian we have to figuratively experience death you got to go in the water knowing that 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 is not just something mama told you to do but it's something the Bible tells you to do so you can recognize that it is symbolic to what Christ did. See, let me explain something. When I, when I first got baptized in a little lake at Hewlett, y'all know I'm from Hewlett. I don't even know if mama, hey mama, remember this. But mama said, boy, go on up there and Join the church so you can get baptized. I had no idea I was going to go up there that Sunday. I didn't go at the altar call. She told me to go up there and, and I went up there and uh, told him I wanted to join the church. And so he said, all right. And then he went, took me through a little formality and so forth. But then later on, Went to the lake. I'll never forget the lake because when we went to the lake, it, it was some fish right there on top. <laughs> this God true. It was fish right there, right there on top. And uh, the preacher was out there and lazy. said, Come on out, come on out. Couldn't swim. So you know my whole thing is please don't let me be in no deep water. And so the preacher took me down. I'll never forget in the name of the Father, Son. Holy Spirit. And I would like this. Father. Son. Come on and say hold your nose. Hold it. But see. When, when, I, when I. Later on. Learned the significance of baptism. I realized. That. When I got baptized then. I was a dry sinner. That went down in the water. And came up a wet sinner. It didn't mean anything. Because I had not repented of my sins. I had not said yes to Jesus as Lord and Savior. And some of us were like that. We went down in the water. 
Even told for, I got baptized today at the liquor house. But what actually happened is you went there as a dry center, went in the water, and came up a wet center. How many can remember that? You weren't born again. Look at this right here. Romans 6 and 4. I got to close it. But, but notice this. Romans 6 and 4. Paul says, therefore we will bear it with him through baptism into death. And see, death could not stop Christ's purpose. He died, but he had to come back because of his purpose. He fulfilled his purpose. See, if Christ would ha have just died, we would still be in sin. Because the Bible says he died for our offenses, but he resurrected for our justification. I can't just stay in this grave. I got to get up in order for Walker to be justified. I, I got to get up so Walker can understand he ain't, he ain't got to shoot himself up with no dope. I got to get up be, because that, there are some women in a little town called Carrington that, that are street walkers. I got to let them know they don't have to walk the street and get a little change from a sugar daddy. Woo, I said it. So I got to die, but then I got to get back up. That's what he did. He died, but he got back up. How I many understand that? He died for our offenses, but he resurrected for our justification. That's the reason you don't have to hook no more. I'm just going to be plain with you. You ain't, you ain't got to do that no more. Well, I got to do what I got. Baby, you ain't got to do that no more. Now, when you center and doing all that, you may, you may felt like you had to do it. But now that you ain't crying, you ain't got to keep going down that lane. You can be better. You ain't got to low rate yourself. You can be better. You can have a better life. Get this. Christ knew I got to get up to, to finish my purpose. Death cannot stop your purpose. That, that's the reason death has visited a number of us. But death couldn't take us out. You know why? God went through with us. He went through with us. Death showed up knocking, trying to come in. But, but you, I, I ain't through doing what God done called me to do. You can't take me now. The heart attack tried to get you, but it wasn't your time. It may happen again. God may take you. But when it happened the last time, it didn't. Why? He wasn't through with you yet. 
I tell folks, I ain't going nowhere until he's done with me. He got the appointment book. What did the Hebrew writer say? It is once appointed for a person to die. Then comes the judgment. Look at this. This is so powerful. This is, this is very powerful. He says, therefore we will bear it with him through baptism into death. That just as Christ, notice, was raised from the dead by what? The glory. Glory represents power. By the glory of the Father. He got up because of the omnipotent power of God. How many know God is all powerful? Who has the final say? The Lord. I, Jesus, has the final say. And see, you, you, have, you have to understand that if he got up, death couldn't take him out, and we ought to be Christ-like. Your mindset has to be, look, if I'm Christ-like, if I'm striving to be like Jesus, what, what tried to take him out couldn't take him out. These things that are trying to take me out ain't going to take me out. Well, until God says enough, come on home with me, then it's going to be better. Because Paul, the same writer, said it is better to be with the Lord or in heaven than to remain on earth. But see, Christ got up and he started walking in power. He just started walking in power. He, he, he walked in power to the point to where when, when he resurrected, it was so powerful to where even graves started opening up. The power that resurrected Jesus not only got him up, it got saints up that had been dead for years. They started walking the street again. We don't recognize the power that we have down on the inside of us. That's the reason Paul later on stated that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world say to your neighbor you got a great one on the inside of you but you can't be selfish you can't be childish you have to be led by the great one you have to follow the great one so he can cause better and bigger to take place in your life well, look at the verse again look at it again Therefore we are buried with him through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory or power of the Father. Even so, we also should walk in newness of life. Some of us are still manifesting old signs we should be living new in it but we still seeing them old signs 
to the point to where some of us, we, we, we are 90% old and 10% new. You can't be a senior minister and, and you're manifesting 60% old and 40% new. Can't be an elder and, and you're manifesting 50% old and, and, and 50% new. Well, if that, that's your elder. I saw your elder at the round table. I mean, that's, that's your elder, though. Was he witnessing? Well, if he was witnessing, it was with a little thing that he had in his hand. Yeah. We have to walk, get this, in newness of life. If you're still cursing, you're not walking in newness of life. But she made me mad. You're not walking in newness of life. Let them make you mad, but don't, but don't trip and start acting like a child. Let her know you're not going to get in the trash can that she done opened up. You got better things to do. Let me go on. I got better things to do than to get in some mess with. Say to your neighbor, don't allow anybody to get you in their mess. Because when you allow them to get you in their mess, you are still operating in the old and God wants you new. There are some of us in here this morning, you know God has been untold you that you need to give your life to Jesus, but you still want to hang on to that old stuff. Don't you know you're 50 now, you ought to be ready to get your act together. How in the world are you 60 and now you clubbing with your chillings and your grandchildren? You know you too old for that. I still like to get my thing. But look at, look at you though. You, you just had a great great grandbaby and you still like to twist Come on now. Say to your neighbor, you got to let go of the old and choose the new. Look what he said. Walk in the of life. If in your past you used to like the false, you knew now. That shouldn't be so. I'm going to get her. That, that's in your past. You used to try to get everybody. So you, know, you got to let go of the old and embrace the new. Look at the text again. This is not walk. You have to walk in the newness of life. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 says this right here. If anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. Get this. 
old things have passed. It is not like God took a wand and just caused them to disappear. No. In, in, in one part, when you repented of your sins, yes, he washed, he cleansed you with his blood, with his word. But then, on the other hand, you as a free moral agent, you have to choose to think, talk, and walk in his word or to act like something new or better has happened to your life. See, new equates better. And, and, and some folks, that they'll say, but they act like living as a sinner was better. I'm, I'm going to tell y'all something. Let y'all know it ain't always been saved. Well, y'all already know that anyway. I used to like getting high. See, Brother Joel, he's going to be honest about it. I used to like whoremongering. Now, there's certain things I, you don't have to worry about me doing because I just didn't do that. It was like, you know, I'm already Christian in that area because I don't do that. That, that, was, that was just my crazy mindset. You hear what I'm saying? But, but now, as much as I enjoy getting high, you think I would rather be a sinner headed to hell than be experiencing the life that God has blessed me with now? Ain't no way. But, but see, sometimes folk look at the life that folks have in church and because certain folk in church have not embraced newness you have sinners saying man if that's saved I don't want to live like that man she always unhappy I, I don't want to live like that I'm just going to stay out here in, in the club for a while I'm going to stay out here where I may have to duck if somebody's shooting or I may have to do this that and the other that ain't no life And you're trying to figure out if you're going to end up getting killed or dying as a sinner. That ain't no life. But you have some folks that want that instead of a new life that Christ offers. Think about this right here. If I fell dead right now. Heaven. The moment that breath leaves heaven, that quick, you may say, oh, God, pastor didn't get to finish his message. He done died in the pool pit. Pastor went to heaven in the pool pit, just depending on your mind set. Just depending on how you understand scripture. But you have to choose to live the new life. I, I wasn't just no cursing person like some of y'all used to be. Yeah, some of y'all, I mean, I mean, some of y'all being honest, you, you, it was hard for you just say anything without cursing. You, you couldn't even say get a bread without, without cursing about the bread. You couldn't just say, hey, 
Give me some bread from the stove. Oh no, you got to curse even about getting some bread. That's just the truth. But understand this. When you become new in Christ. I mean he changes your whole mindset. Changes your vocabulary to the point to where you, you recognize it. I got to watch what I say. Because death and life are in the power of the tongue. I got to watch where I go. Because bad company corrupts good habits you embrace and start taking on the newness of life and see some folks gonna see it and they gonna know man I need to change my life if God could bring him out he can bring me out I, I know it's folk out there playing, but that man right there ain't playing with God. I know it's folk out there playing, but that woman right there, that woman ain't playing with God. And if you look, save or sinner, you'll notice that there are some folk that God has truly changed their life. They have been resurrected. See, the resurrection started with Jesus, but it didn't stop with Jesus. That's what Paul is saying right here. When he resurrected, he got up and started walking in power. Started walking in authority. And now that you have been buried into his baptism or into his death, you also should get up and start walking in your authority. You shouldn't be the pushover that you used to be. You shouldn't be the junior flunking that you used to be. You should be walking in power now. How many understand? I'm done. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise.